There we go. Hello. Well, hey, we want to give a welcome to all of you joining online. Pray for Tim as well. Also pray for me. But we do want to say welcome to those of you joining online. Uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to be able to worship even in this, this time. Um, but like Tim said just a moment ago, we're going to continue where we were, where we left off last week. And I'm going to get us started in Romans chapter 8. And then Tim's going to, to drive home a couple of points here at the end. Uh, but I'm just going to ask uh, just that we just take a moment and just pray and prepare our hearts to be able to hear God's word this morning. So let's pray. So Father, we thank you. God, from everything that we've experienced and that we've walked through this week, we thank you that it's not easy, it's not what maybe we would have dreamt up of this last week, but we thank you that you're on your throne, that you're in control, that you're doing something in us, that you're preparing something ahead of us, and that you're using us in the midst of it. So, Father God, I pray that we wouldn't back down in fear. I pray that we would be able to take all the things that we are experiencing in our personal lives, in our families, in our nation, in this world, and that we would see it as opportunities to be able to experience you in new ways. That we would join with you in the process that you are doing in us of purifying us and perfecting us. So, Lord, we love you. I pray that you would do what you need to do in our hearts and in our lives this morning through your word. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so last week um, we kind of gave you a challenge, right? And, and Tim, in a way that is new for me and I love it, but he, he pulled it right in our faces and made us be able to begin speaking that challenge to us. Do you guys remember? Yep. You want to go ahead and do it again? Yeah, or? let's do it. Man. All right, go ahead. No, man, you're, it's you. You're good. No, you, no, no, no. It's you. They're praying for He's me. He's okay, okay. Well, the challenge for us was that uh, I challenged all of us to be able to, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> to <choose. laughs> You got me all excited, man. That's why I was going to let you go ahead. But hey, this is the challenge. To choose to believe that God is up to something good in you. Yes, I believe that, Chris. All right. That's right. That's right. That. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to pray for, for me. <laughs> all right. But, all right, the, the challenge. Good. Thank you, Miss Judy. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. But, hey, we all need to be able to choose to believe that God is up to something good in us. And so that came out of Romans chapter 8, which I'm going to invite you to, to find in your device or in your copy of God's Word. But it's, it's more than just a feel-good pep talk, right? But this is something that we need to choose. It's a, a daily decision to be able to believe that through everything that we're experiencing, that God is still up to something, and it's for our good. Yep. It's not necessarily that you're going to enjoy it. It's not maybe what you have necessarily even prayed for, but it is for your best, for your preparation for eternity. And so uh, the truth that we embraced last week as well, the challenge was to choose to believe that God is up to something good in you. But the truth that uh, we pulled out of Romans chapter 8 is that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. All right, and so I want us to read uh, 
Romans chapter 8, verses 37 through 39 again, and be able to just prime our minds for that truth that we looked at last week that we're going to continue to meditate on this week. So Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth. I mean, because what this is saying is like, hey, anything that you can think of, there's nothing that God hasn't conquered. Nothing. Nothing in the past. Nothing that will ever come can separate us from the love of God. And so I want us to be able to uh, continue to just embrace this reality, to, to be able to understand that even though we're going to be under attack, even though whatever is going to come, whatever. this isn't it for us. And so the encouragement as Tim is going to continue to, to lead us in, in the word is that we would begin to be able to really cling to these truths and understand that, hey, even though right now it doesn't make sense, it doesn't seem like there's nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ, maybe it seems like I'm separate a little bit, the truth of the reality that no matter what you feel, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. And so we're asking as a church family that we would begin to be able to embrace that, that we would live in light of that, that we would grab hold of that, that truth, this faith that we can't see, and that we begin to live in light of it. So Tim, will you continue to lead us? And so even what Chris was saying last week, for me personally, I found myself waking up because what I have to do now is when I'm laying in bed, before I even get out of bed, I have to be in prayer. I have to open my heart. I have to give myself. I have to ask him. And I have to just lay there and I begin to do things. So multiple times this week before I got out of bed and while I was praying, I would say to myself exactly what we talked about. It's not that we're just trying to have a good service. We're trying to live out the reality of what we're talking about. And I would lay there and I would say against the attacks that were coming in my mind, because some of you are like me, as soon as my eyes are open and my heart is aware, there's this bombardment of pressure. There's these attacks. There's these things that I'm dealing with. And there were a couple times this week where I had to lay there and say, God, I believe that you are doing something good in me today, right now. And then I would begin to intercede for other people and pour my heart out, and I would ask him to help me. And then other times during the day, I would say, God, I believe that you are doing something good to me. You say, seriously, Pastor Tim, you're past that. You shouldn't have to do that. Huh? I'm in a battle just like you are. And I am struggling to keep my eyes on Jesus. And part of what we're talking about and what we've been discussing is that we are trying to set the expectation for this church family for 2021 on a personal level and also on a corporate level. And last week we looked at Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 27, and we looked at 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 23. We really focused on 2 Kings chapter 6, 14 through 18. And I want to just remind you of a couple things real quick. Whereas we're reading, we're talking about 
This ability and what we have to do, we've been talking about faith over the last year. 2020, we talked about faith. We looked at people's lives. We looked at faith in the Word of God. We talked about how faith needs to grow. And so what we need to be doing this year for 2021 is we need to understand how does that faith affect our expectation? Well, part of what we're starting out and we're trying to help you understand, as Chris has been talking about, is that there's a difference between faith allows us to go into the world of the unseen where human belief or conjuring or positive self-talk tries to cheerlead about the seen. We're talking about something different. So what we love about 2 Kings chapter 6, it's, it's, a, it's one of those drawback curtain passages where you begin to see that there's a lot more going on around us right now. Some of you sitting here, you're just looking at the wood, you're looking at the people, and if you are wrapped up that this is all that what's going on, let me just tell you that according to 2 Kings chapter 6 and many other places in the Word of God, those of you that are watching on Facebook, you may be sitting at your home, you may be sitting in a car, somebody may be in the parking lot right now. I can tell you that right now, if we could peel back the veil, we would see that there's armies of angels and that there is a world, an alternative world right now where there is demonic activity and there are righteous angels that are battling on our behalf, there's stuff taking place right now in this room that we're not aware of. Now, some of you would be like, whoa, dude, you just went to the zone. Well, I believe in the zone. Because what we're talking about is if your faith is limited to only what you can see, then your faith is not the kind of faith that we're talking about in the God of the Bible. So we're going to jump from 2 Kings chapter 6, and I'm going to read back some verses in Hebrews and just remind you of Hebrews chapter 11. We started out 2020 with some of these verses, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. 2021, I want our expectation as a church family to explode for the glory of God. We're like, Pastor Tim, but don't butt me. I'm just going to, let me keep reading. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is a substance. Substance. Faith is substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things seen? Unseen, not seen. Are Are you tracking with me? J.B. Phillips says it this way, now faith means putting our full confidence in the things we hope for. It means being certain of things we cannot see. The expanded Bible says faith means being sure. It's that assurance or tangible reality or the sure foundation of things that we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. The conviction, the assurance, the evidence about things not seen. Most of us, Our unseen provisions or supernatural expectations are incredibly limited. Let's just be honest. I'm going to be honest with you this week. This is an ongoing struggle for me. You're like, well, Pastor Tim, you're supposed to be our spiritual leader. That's why we brought Chris in. (laughs) Chris now has all the answers. Chris, everybody's... We're all in the same boat because 
We're wrapped in human flesh. We're human beings. We are incredible creations of God. Can you say that with me? We are incredible creations of God. Do you believe it? God is up to something good in me. Let's say that. God is up to something good in me. I just want to say, next time we get to sing, I want to hear the last two worship songs like there's an army of angels in here. I was about to explode this morning. If we're not singing like an army, and listen, I don't think an army of angels are like, Jesus loves me this. Anyway, let's keep going. We're an incredible creations of God as we are created in God's image. Do you realize that? Some of you that have like cruddy self stuff you place over yourself, we're all different, but yet we bear his image. That's beautiful. We bear God's image. We are magnificent creatures, and yet we are limited beings. Each and every one of us, if you look around the room, now this is where you can move your head and look around. Okay? All of us different. Look, man, you're tall. I love your... I love that hair, man. That would not look right on Tim Duggins. I'm just saying. It looks beautiful on you. You know what I'm saying? That's some hair right there. I love that. We are magnificent, yet we're limited. So hang with me because I'm trying to get you to understand what the, the seen and the unseen. We have, number one, we have a limited viewpoint. Let's just be honest. Tim Duggins has a limited viewpoint. We're created. Every one of us are created beings. We're not the creator. That means that we're the result of the handiwork. We're not the one doing the handiwork. I love this. Like the cell looking up through the microscope to the eye. Have you ever heard that illustration? So the cell is on the dish. And it's looking up the microscope, and it sees an eyeball. Whoa, that's what a human looks like. Really, that's kind of how we are with God. We get glimpses of him. We get a perspective, but we have a limited viewpoint. I was from Texas. When I, when I left Texas and I went to college, no lie. I, I mean, I had traveled, but I traveled showing cattle. I mean... You know, we traveled in trucks and had trailers, gooseneck trailers behind us with cattle in them, and we went to cattle shows. So all the different places that I'd gone, literally, when I moved to New York, I just thought the rest of the world was like Texas. (laughs) Timmy had a limited viewpoint. (laughs) Oh, my word. That's great. Met my girl from Jersey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's like, yeah, he's got a limited viewpoint. (laughs) I so wish we could pan that camera right now. I so wish we could do that. Number two, let's be honest. We all have a limited perspective. We all are bound by what we know our knowledge, our experiences, and our exposure perspective. Let's just be honest. All of us have a limited viewpoint. All of us have a limited perspective. 
And some of the, some of the young men that we've sent off, I think about Jacob and Joseph, and I think about other people that join the military and they leave and they go and then they come back. I think about Cody right now and Danielle and where they're serving and others that have gone. And they're from Madison County. They were, they were, they were grown up in Madison County, went to Madison County schools. And then they go off and they travel all over the world and they come back and they're trying to figure out how to adjust because they feel like they don't quite fit in. Men and women in our armed forces that go and serve and face all kinds of dastardly deeds on our behalf to defend our country and defend our freedom, they come back and they don't know how to fit in the way that they were when they left because their whole perspective on the world has been changed and their entire viewpoint has been changed and it's been enlarged. And yet, at that same time, it's still limited. Number three, we have a limited understanding. We are... And please hear me when I say this. Every single one of us this morning, we are eternal beings, but we have a shelf life understanding. Do you see how that creates a limited understanding for us? When we have talked, people say, Pastor Tim, what's it going to be like to live for eternity? It's going to be a lot of things and Whoa. Because I have a shelf life understanding. Everything we have has a shelf life. Now, how many of you are shelf life pushers? If you are, you know what I mean. Raise your hand. Let's, let's support one another. Okay. Use by date pushers. Sell by date pushers. No, I am your, no. So I just say to Lori, now oh, that's a generality. Let me, let me taste the milk. Yeah, there we go. Now you're tracking with me. Sorry, I didn't say it right. Okay, sell by, use by date. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it was a week ago. But, oh, it's still good. <laughs> Throw that away. Mm-mm, that's money. <laughs> Some of you frugal brothers and sisters, we got this right now. You know what I'm saying. We have a limited understanding. We're eternal beings with a shelf life understanding. Let's just ponder the idea for a minute. Let me give you a couple things about the seen and the unseen. Just think about, ponder these things just a minute. Hear me when I say this. The seen seems, think about this. The seen seems to more easily meet our human expectations. How many times have you said or you've heard people say, I won't believe it until I see it with my own eyes? Now, I'm not going to stand here and throw stones because to me, that's a very logical statement on so many levels. And yet we come to our relationship with God and he asks us to take that premise, which is part of who we are because we function in the seen world. And yet he says, I want you to begin to live life in the unseen. But the seems, the seen portion is more easily meets our human expectations. The next thing, think about this. The unseen does not naturally fit our expectations. Let's just say that it's outside of our natural comfort zone. You know what's hilarious is most of you, when God is at work, 
and he's asking you, you know, the Spirit of God is teaching you and drawing you. Isn't it funny that we all have this common ground that when we're supposed to take steps of faith, whatever it is that you naturally do to tense up, whether you crush your jaw, your legs, your thighs get tight, your toes curl, your traps get tight. I don't know what it is for you. But when God is asking you to take a step of faith from what you see and what makes sense or what meets your expectation into the unseen expectation, what is our normal response to faith? Or if you're like me, no, 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 Mooney, no, 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 Mooney. I got that in. Anyway. Let's just say that, let's just say that the unseen is outside of our natural comfort zone. The last thing I want you to think about, our natural, please hear me when I say this, read this, grab this. Our natural comfort zone is the dimension of our limited understanding as human beings. Look at me. And in, our, in America, in the USA, what we've become so accustomed to, we are addicted to our comfort. We are stinking addicted. For some of you, it's an idol. For some of you that are listening, it's a stinking idol. You won't follow God unless you have everything lined up and you are being just kissed all the way around and everything fits your expectation. You say, Pastor Tim, oh yeah, I'm saying it. Because it's an idol and it's sin and we have to deal with it. Brothers and sisters around the world, these people that we watched about in Uganda, their comfort level and what they are willing to do for the cause of Christ and how they walk and what they do to just simply be a part of a Bible study. Some of you, you want to still tell me that you don't have time in your schedule to carve out time? Tell that to somebody else, not me. Yes, I'm fired up right now, if you can't tell. Everyone has a comfort zone. Some of you... You're adventurous and you're crazy by nature compared to other people. But some of you, that's your comfort zone. So taking steps of faith and being faithful, you're not willing to do that because it scares you to death because it's outside of your comfort zone. Just because somebody is adventurous and crazy doesn't mean that they don't have a comfort zone too. Nothing scares them. That's not true. Most people that are adventurous and crazy, they have commitment issues. You know what scares them to death? Faithfulness. Loyalty. God is asking us to get outside of our comfort zone, which is the seen, and to take steps toward the unseen world of faith. Listen to me. 2021, we, I told you, we're not backing down. We're proclaiming the gospel. We're going to serve him. Whatever the challenges are, we're going to figure it out together. We're going to be courageous, and we're going to lead forward, and we're going to be the people of God, whatever that has to look like for us to be faithful to one another and to our God. 
And what I want is for us to know God in a deeper, more profound, life-altering way in 2021. I want us all to learn to embrace the unseen. Faith in God and his amazing ability to work on our behalf. That God is doing something good in me, in us together. We don't have to understand everything to trust God. And everything does not have to work out the way that we pray in order for us to trust God. You know, sometimes God is at work in the middle of the unseen and it looks like things are hopeless when he's about to come through and blow our minds. We have to trust him. We don't have to understand everything to trust God in his supernatural ability to care for and provide for us. We need to have an expectation that God desires to work on our behalf. It is a process of taking baby steps of faith. I just want to say this real quick, a word of caution. I'm not talking about God as a glorified Santa or a genie in a bottle. He is not a vending machine. So much of Christianity over the last 20 years has done nothing more than make God a comfort stick, genie, Santa Claus, vending machine. This is not what I'm talking about this morning. These perspectives are immature and selfish at their core and sometimes just flat out ungodly and unrighteous. Christianity is not about getting everything we want from God. J.D. Greer says it this way, God sometimes, hear me, God sometimes answers our prayers by giving us what we would have asked for if we had known what he knows. God created us, he loves us, and we are here for, to have a personal relationship with him through the birth, life, death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus of Nazareth in Bethlehem. That's the whole reason why we're lighting candles, to remember that. God works for our future, which is seen to him. Do you understand that what's going on right now? Everything is seen to God, and yet God is working for our future, which is seen to him, but it's often unseen to us until we know him better. The, t- the details of the how, the when, the way God works can consume us because we are naturally focused on the scene. Some of you, you drive yourself crazy. Who, what, when, where, you want to, you've got to try to figure it out what's right in front of you because you're struggling with the scene. That's all of our natural struggle versus the unseen of God's amazing plan for us. God, what are you doing that's bigger than my perspective? God, what are you doing that's bigger than my viewpoint? God, what are you doing that's past my understanding? The greatest provisions for us individually and corporately may never be seen or realized until we stand before him face to face. That's why the scripture says, he that endures to the end will be saved. Some of you, your theology, you don't like that phrase. It's in the scripture, work through it. Deal with it by faith. If God was small enough for us to understand him, God would not be big enough for us to worship him. God is way bigger than the seen. And faith is about the unseen. Let's change the bar of expectation for 2021. Faith in God becomes evidence of the unseen things. Us expecting great provision from God becomes our new normal, our new reality, individually and corporately. I'm asking you to join us, to join our leadership team. And like never before, 
let's be scared. Let's be freaked out. Let's be nervous. Not a fear that inhibits us, but a fear because we don't know what we're walking into, but we're going to expect the God of this universe to meet us with unseen provision, with unseen care, with unseen strength, with unseen help, that he's going to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And with this, I close. If you haven't been reminded lately, God does not deposit grace or peace into your account in advance. It's a daily deposit. Grace for today. Peace for today. Strength for today. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the very evidence of the unseen world that God has dominion over. Let's trust him. Now, when we stand and sing, I want us to sing like an army of angels. You say, Tim, you don't know my voice. Well, you don't know mine either. Doesn't matter. We're going to lift him up. And if you don't know Jesus personally, and there's something stern inside of you, talk to one of us after the service and experience, experience how your eternal being can have your shelf life removed and you will be born again and you will experience forgiveness for your eternal state. In Jesus' name, let's stand.